A one, a two. We have a thousand things to do, but we'd rather chat to you. With emails and meetings and husbands and kids, we don't have time for this. Just what you need to basic bitches with a podcast. We have a thousand. We've pre-recorded that. You don't have to do that. <laughs> okay. But the acoustics in here are amazing. Can we just record it for once? I miss singing it live. Go, do it. We have a thousand things to do, but we'd rather chat to you. With emails and meetings and partners and kids. I th- you know what? I've really thought about it. I feel like we need to change husbands to partners to be more inclusive. Yes, but it's specifically about us. The no, song. I, I know, but we no, do. No, I'm a, okay. I'm all on board for inclusivity. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. With emails and meetings and partners and kids, we don't have time for this. Just what you need to basic partners with a podcast. No, well, don't change bitches to partners. Oh. I feel like partner is a thing you say when you almost don't like your partner. Nah, man. Yeah. Nah, some people are hell-bent on only ever using the term partner because they hate the term boyfriend or fiancé or know, husband. I know, but you know when you're really, really into someone and all heart eye emoji, you just can't wait to say fiancé, husband. You can be like, my partner. <laughs> when you say it like that. My partner that I'm saddled up with for my, life. My fiancé. My life partner. Never going to shake them. Should I do the intro intro? Oh, sure, yeah. Hello, and welcome to <laughs> We Don't Have Time For This. I'm your host, Gemma Pranita, a.k.a. Gemma Peanut on the gram, along with my co-host, Rhapsody Duda, Rhapsody Day. Okay, we are recording from Stillwater 7 in Tasmania. Yeah, that's why we're a little bit buzzed. We're a little bit buzzed. We've been up early. I've had a couple of drinks. Gem's had a lot of popcorn, but the acoustics in this hotel room are Bitchin. So we think. So we think. But we always think we sound amazing. And then we listen back and we're like, someone turn them off. We're extra excited because we're sitting on actual chairs. Beautiful plush chairs. Looking at a beautiful window at some still water at Stillwater. It is sunset in Tasmania and it is glorious. We're coming to you live from Tasmania. <laughs> Winter fair. Oh. Gemma Pranita. Sorry, I owe you a six pack of beer. <laughs> um, don't drink beer, but sure. You owe me a case of Bolly. Yay. Oh, it's FaceTime. Hi, Rafa. Oh, <laughs> sick of bird. Anyway, now you've FaceTimed your children. You ready to do the podcast? Yeah. Yeah, we're away without partners and children, and yet somehow I still don't have time for this. Darling, you're my partner. You're Aww. my life, my life partner. We've been together a really long time. Cute. Since 1998. Something I shared went off on the gram. What? Most unexpected, most unplanned, and most surprised. So we know I'm a basic bitch when it comes to organizing kids' food. Sure. So I shared on Zagram that I made porridge balls. Yeah, and I have questions. Yeah. Follow-up questions. Yeah. Ask away. Did you mean to make porridge balls or did you make the porridge too claggy and then you're like, oh, look, it's balls. Hey, that's fine. I hate how well you know me. <laughs> there was this one time where I basically made concrete for my children. Sure. And I was like, oh. 
oh, don't want to be wasteful. So I scraped it out of the bowl and it, you know, like an ice cream scoop Mm -hmm. and it sort of curls it into a ball. And I was like, hold on a second. You made them quenelles, quenelles of porridge. Quenelles of porridge. (laughs) How very master chef-y of you. Just pretend you meant to. Well, Iggy absolutely smashed it. Right. So then I was like, I'm going to share this on the gram. Parent hack, (laughs) just make overcooked stodgy porridge and then your kid can feed themselves and then free hands, multitasking mum returns. Huzzah. Everyone wins. It looked like a real life hack. I was impressed. Yes. Well, this is where my undoing begins. Okay. Next minute. Everyone's skating into my DMs asking for the recipe. You're really trying to make skating happen. You're really trying. You're like adding it to the vernacular without anyone's permission. No, I've committed. It's it's in mine. You you need to lean in. All right, I'm leaning in. So people are skating into your DMs. Asking me for the flippin' recipe. Oh, no. Yeah. Well, they don't know you like I know you. I don't. (laughs) What recipe? The recipe is called cut open packet, add milk. Overcook. It's packet porridge. Okay. And then I was like, I don't want to be outed because people will at me about, you I mean, know. there's not fresh porridge. There's only really packet porridge. No, I know. But I know those like pre-packed. Um, oh, like quick oats or something? The brand is Uncle Toby's. Is there any other? And you just rip open the thing and add milk. But I, I guess I felt like a hack because some people. sure that's just porridge. <laughs> So why were people asking me for a recipe? Okay, my mum criticised me once for buying packet porridge because she's like, do you know how much sugar they have in those? Oh, is that... Are they the sachets? Or yes, the Okay, sachet. sachet. Okay, so they're like flavoured? Yes. Oh, just buy a box of oats. Why? Because there's no sugar and weird stuff in them. They love them just as much. But it's got sultanas and pre-cut bits of apple in it and oh, cinnamon. Yeah. They are yummy, those they're things. They're really yummy. In fact, fun fact, Isla was was grown on that good because that just makes me feel like less of a bad parent yeah sure okay but I guess I just started sweating when people were like can I have the recipe and I didn't want to say oh call Uncle Toby's he'll hook you up because I thought I'd be judged did you just refer to Uncle Toby as a person Uncle Toby. You don't know he's not. Dodgy Uncle Toby. Always out the back cutting up apples into tiny little pieces. He's sifting through the sultanas. Anyway, people start asking for the recipe. You're like, oh, whoops, I've been quiet on the gram lately. I just straight up ignored. I didn't know what else to do. I was like, and ignored. But that scene icon gets you every time. Oh, the, as in your message has been read? Yeah. Yeah. Or they know that you've read theirs and oh. have chosen to ignore. Oh, dear. Yeah. What a bitch. I know. You're like, that Gemma Peanut, she tries to keep it real, but she never responds to my DMs. Yeah. I felt like such a hack sharing mm. this mum hack. Mm-hmm. But you know what? There was a moment of glory where I was like, oh my God, this is what it feels like to be a good mum. Like I really got that feeling where people were like skating in left, right and centre, asking for this recipe like I knew my shit. And suddenly an avalanche of people sharing me photos of their kids having these porridge balls the next day. And I was like, I'm a fucking good mum. This is what it feels like to be a good mum. So we all know you're not a good mum. You're a wallet mum. So how did this story end? Can you get There is no ending other than that I'm just now being honest on the podcast. You feel like a fraud. I feel like a fraud. And at any minute, everyone's going to find you out. I'm sure they've found me out. (laughs) 
So I guess I'm just here like having a dear diary moment and owning it. You needed to just say, oh guys, it's really simple. Make porridge as you normally would, but overdo it for another two minutes. Where were you? I don't know. You're not as good a fraud as me. Yeah. Ain't that the truth? Too authentic. I am. Can't help it. I'm just your regular Wale mum. Wale mum. Wale mum. Do you know what? Speaking of good mum, I was with the good mum, the OG good mum last night. She just casually whacks up some like freshly made from scratch sweet potato fries. Not only for her two kids, but my two kids when it wasn't even planned to give my kids dinner at her house. She's just super, 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 super good OG mum. And I was so impressed. And she was like, chill out. It's just sweet potato. And I was like, no, but you've made them into delicious fries. I couldn't do that. She's amazing. She's amazing. She's just effortlessly a good mum. Yeah. She doesn't have a moment like you where she's like, oh my God, I've done something good. <laughs> she's just good at it. So true. The, the, the key word there is effortless. Yeah. So this week I did a nanny share okay. situation with a girlfriend of mine because Iggy's daycare shut down because he's at a family daycare and the lady who runs it, she went on holiday. Fair call. But whoa, whoa, whoa. No. <laughs> OBs and carers are not allowed to go on holidays. Well, apparently they are. Never. They're not allowed to have a life. They are in <laughs> service to mothers. <laughs> not going to lie, it did put us out. Yep. <laughs> she went on holiday, but it's fine. Did this nanny share with a girlfriend of mine and her little boy came over to our house and oh my God, his lunch was like gourmet. Oh, is she a good mum? To the max. Wow. Like extreme good mum. Oh, is she? Yeah, like okay. the Olympic gold fucking medal of good mums. <laughs> her, her little boy had like, I, I'm not kidding, like eight different handmade things. Wow. I'm pretty sure there was handmade hand cut sweet potato fries in there but then there was also like sesame and something other fancy and bougie crusted avocado like instead of avocado pieces it was avocado rolled in fancy stuff Yum. Yeah. By fancy stuff, do you mean sesame seeds? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Doesn't sound too hard, really, if you know what you're doing. Rebs! Okay, sorry. <laughs> I reckon you're a closet good mum. No, look. You are. Okay, here's the thing about me. I used up all my good mum energy on being very academic in high school. Okay? Whoa. <laughs> I did. I used, I used everything. I'm sorry. I used everything I had. Humble brag. No, no, no. Hear me out. No. Hear me out. <laughs> I used everything I had in high school, smashed it. Uni, smashed it. Postgrad, smashed it. Then, 28, burnout. <laughs> done. Yeah, I mean, completely done. Checked out, and now it's packet porridge to the end of their days. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, I've said this before, I'll say it again. You peaked in high school. <laughs> Thanks, and then it was bestie. all downhill from there. And it's all been downhill. It's fine. Let's own it. If I had been a young mum, like a 20-year-old mum, I would have rolled my avocado and sesame seeds. But you know what? I'm not. I'm 35. I work full time. And I've burnt out. So Okay, hold up. Bit of a problem. Okay. My dear friend, who is a good mum, as we've established, works full time. <sighs> okay. She runs her own business. Well, then she's a superwoman. Yes. Yeah, they do exist. Uh, yeah, she's a unicorn mum. Good mums often do juggle a million things. People work promises. <laughs> Their kids are always immaculately dressed. It's just how it goes. At least your kids look like you're a good mum because they're so beautifully dressed. That side of things I'm, I'm, I'm good with. Like, yes, they have a good wardrobe. I don't know why I care. So this week has been an absolute schmuzzle for me. What's new, pussycat? I know, but this week in particular because... 
As I mentioned, Iggy's family daycare temporarily shut down, but also Rafa's shut down on a whim with very little notice. A different daycare. Another daycare. So we had to find her a new daycare, but of course, as you know, it's really hard to get places. So I now have her enrolled at two new, new daycares. And can I just say that kid, she fucking takes it in her stride. Yeah, she's a frother. So when I took her to one of the daycares to do an orientation for an hour and they said, okay, well, we'll just let Rafa warm into the group for an hour. And if you want to stay around or if she needs you there, that's totally fine. It's just more about her getting used to the the new environment. So I was like, okay. So we walked into the room, which I think was called Gum Nuts or something. You know how they all have those cute names, like yeah. the Brumbies room. Yeah. Teddy's in the kangaroos. Oh, cute. Raph stuck quite close to me. Like she was a bit clingy to my legs and I thought, oh, okay. I might have to stay here for the whole hour to get her acquainted with this new space. I shit you not, 30 seconds of us being there, Raph looked up at me and went, Mummy, can you go now? <laughs> and I was like, I'm, I'm, I'm so, like, I was so taken aback. I had to ask her again to make sure that I heard her correctly. I was like, I'm sorry, sorry, what did you say? And she goes, Mum, fuck off. <laughs> she may as well have. And then she said, can you leave? And I was like, oh, you want me to go? She's like, yeah. Like all of a sudden she was 16. And, and what, I was... Did she mean it? She meant it. It wow. was as if I was cramping her style. You know when she is 16, she's going to be like, fuck off, mom. I don't even like you, slam door. Oh my God, my heart is going to shatter into a squillion pieces. And then she's going to be like, mom, do we have any jats? <laughs> <laughs> That's how I'll win her over with food. Mm. But the owner of the daycare was like, "That's the fastest initiation I've ever witnessed." She was like, "Why don't you go get a coffee?" I was like, "Oh, okay. I'll come back in an hour. I'll, I'll, I'll trot off and get a weak mocha." <laughs> <laughs> and did I ever? She's so social. She's fine. I know. She's... I never have to worry about her. You it's, don't. I feel really lucky. I feel like the daycare transition for most mums is particularly challenging, and. I had it so easy with Raph. Mums who have very independent kids who run straight into the daycare and it's like, eat my dust, I'm out of here. We all complain that it's like, oh, my heart hurts, they don't need me. But then the alternative is, I think, is much harder. Oh, yeah. When you've got your child screaming, arms reached out, being like, mama, and you like have to peel them off oh, you awful. and then try and walk away mm-hmm. from the daycare. I think that's incredibly hard. My kids have always gone through phases. So they've been usually quite fine to start daycare and happy to go. And it's really exciting and new and there's new toys and new people and that's all fine. And then usually about a month in, they start to get a bit clingy, then they settle, but then it comes in waves. Like Teddy at the moment, he's been at his daycare coming up to a year and he's getting attachment stuff again. Wait, like he doesn't want to go to daycare? Yeah, he really needs to like fully, full body throw himself at me and it's a whole process and I need to get his educator to come over and peel him off me and distract him in some way and he's fine. It's not like tears and reaching through the bars or anything, Mm. but which I have had with Isla in the past. But it's just a process. I can't quickly drop him off. I've got to allow 10 minutes. 10 minutes? Yeah. Yeah. For the drop off. Wow. Yeah. It's annoying. (laughs) (laughs) But also your heart breaks, right? Yeah. But I have heard from educators and teachers that sometimes when the parents loiter and linger, it actually makes Makes it it harder. It makes it worse because 
it's like your kid can see you there and it's like, well, now I don't want you to leave. Totally. And, and they that, take a read off you. Yeah. They're like, exactly. oh, she's uncomfy. She's, oh, I've got some power. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Better flex this. <laughs> they yeah. know. They know. I They're know. smart little fuckers. I know. They are smart. You know what I don't have time for? What don't you have time for? The ED. Oh, emergency. Emergency department, baby. Fuck that shit. That's where I spent my Thursday for no. five hours. No. Well, it's never a quick trip, is oh. it? God, you know, I always go in blindly optimistic, though. I always go, no, this time we'll get rushed through triage and we'll see a doctor immediately. Sure. Obviously, because it's my child and they need special attention immediately. And And it's Thursday morning. It's not Saturday night. Yeah. Does that ever happen? No. No. And the worst thing was I came ill-prepared, like I do every time. Didn't bring food. Wallet Didn't bring toy. A classic (laughs) wallet mum. And that's where you really get caught out. Yeah. That's where the wallet mum flails. uh, Yeah. (laughs) In the emergency department. Yeah. Yeah. Five hours later, to be told, oh, it will heal on its own. No. 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 Just to give you a bit of a backstory. So... Rafa fell off the couch. I wasn't there to witness it. I was in bed. My husband didn't witness it. He was on the toilet. You know what husbands are like. He was probably doing a poo, probably in there for 40 minutes. Wasn't watching our three-year-old. She fell awkwardly on the couch somehow. Neither of us know. All we know is that there was a blood-curdling scream and there was a shitload of blood all over the couch, all over herself. Murder scene. Is the couch okay? The couch survived. Oh, good. Okay, armor guard. I feel like that should be my not sponsored. Yeah. Hello, amazing. I bought it and I was like annoyed because I had to spray my whole couch <laughs> in this stuff that I spent, I think it was $120 for the couch kit. And I was like, well, money not well spent. Um, and I sprayed, 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 basically like grew 10 biceps in the process. Sure. And then was like cool this feels like paying for insurance where you're like this is fun that i paid for this but i'll probably never make a claim cut to neck minute blood all (laughs) over the couch and i'm scrubbing and i'm scrubbing with my microfiber cloth and it's just coming off like not sponsored by the way hashtag not sponsored all the blood came off great i know scotch guard yeah, that's the same thing, right? It is the same, but I think there's like multiple brands. But Scottish! <laughs> <laughs> sure. <laughs> Rough is fine, but... Uh, but mangled. I just can't handle... I feel like whenever a parent tells their texts their friend and says, oh, I'm in the ED, mm. everyone's like, oh, do you need me to bring you anything? Because yeah. we, we all just... Sounds like you needed stuff brought. I did. Oh, why don't you call me? No, I'm not going to put people out. Mm-hmm. But also, you don't know when you're going to get called up. Yeah, yeah. You know, like I would have hated to be like, hey, Revs, can you drop over some stuff? And then you're five minutes into your drive over and then we get called in. Sure. But did that happen? No. <laughs> Little did I know I'd be waiting there for five hours before oh, we got to see a doctor. Lordy. On a Thursday morning. Yuck. Like who's having injuries on a Thursday morning? Your three-year-old. Yes, that's true. So is she okay? <laughs> She's fine. She's mangled her lip. Yeah, it's pretty gnarly. Ugh. She looks like she has the grossest cold sore you have ever seen. I need to, th- to tell you something. Yes. If you put that shit on Instagram, you have to put a warning. Why? Because some people are squeamish. Like you? Yes, and I'm like having my coffee and I'm like, what the fuck? Nah, get over it. Oh, you need to do a warning when there's going to be an injury on your stories. I know, but I just forget. Okay, we'll learn from this But do you know what I did do? I did a follow-up and I explained what happened because nothing frustrates me more when an influencer shares a photo or a video where it's like, we've had the worst 24 hours and then it's like a photo of their kid in hospital 
and then no explanation and then a week goes by no explanation and then they just don't even ever explain i know it's nothing shits you more (laughs) nothing i said nothing frustrates me more not trump all right not the middle east look look (laughs) my point is i understand it's your prerogative whether or not to share that stuff medical stuff is private absolutely but as a parent i really appreciate a cautionary tale yes it's part of that mum club village like hey this happened to me don't want it to happen to you so i'm gonna share the story Mm -hmm. so i did that i did a follow-up yep and you're like don't know what happened Here's a mangled lip. It was a shit story. I'm not going to lie. But <laughs> my point is mum's appreciated knowing, okay, cool. Like glad to know that it was just that. She and that, stacked it. She didn't eat a weird blueberry or something. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Or choked on something. Totally. Mm. Well, I hope she has a speedy recovery. She will. It's a mouth. Yeah. Mouth. Mouths heal quickly. It's a hard word to say. Mouths. Mouths. <laughs> My nephew is accident prone. Oh, dear. He's been to emergency probably four times this year. Oh, jeez. Kid always needs a stitch or something glued back together. He's just, he stacks it. And it happens more on holidays. Oh, that's just painful. I know. It's like my sister and brother-in-law cannot go away without some kind of trip to emergency. Oh, no. You want that shit to happen in your work week. (gasps) You can get out of your day job. No, it happened Christmas Eve as well. He's just super duper accident prone. And none of us want to admit it because we're like, no, no, no. This is not our life. We're not going to have an accident prone kid in the family. No one even knows how it happens. It's just like one minute he's fine. One minute he needs to get in an ambulance. So he's got no spatial awareness by the sound I don't know. He just, just, you know, he's always cracking it. (laughs) You know your sister listens to the potty. She's our number one fan. Can you imagine? She'll be like raging right now, being like, excuse me. No, we had this chat the other day and I was like, is he accident prone? She's like, fucking yes. (laughs) Like, yep, he is. She's also going through a really hard phase with him. I don't know if you've had this. I don't think you have. I had it with Teddy where her son is hitting people. Oh, no. Yeah, and it's like, you know they'll come through it. And he's a sweetie, doesn't mean it, all the things. But it's just a really hard, isolating time. Because you're like, can we go to the play center? Can we go on this play date? Or is he just going to beat up on everyone? And it's going to be, like, awkward. Yeah, and parents who have never had a child that hits... Don't get it. They just don't get it. They're like, oh, oh, don't don't worry about it. But you can feel the judgment. Oh, so much judgment. So much. They're like, look at that aggressive toddler. (laughs) And you're like, what? No. He's a real sweetie. And you start like overcompensating for who they really are. He never does this. Yeah. Oh, God. It's so awkward. Teddy hit for a while and he bit a couple of times. And I was like, oh, no. I don't want to hit her or a biter. Yeah. But, you know, they come through it. It's just that They always do. He doesn't have the full language yet. And he's full of testosterone. It's that age, blah, blah, blah. But... Shout out to all the mamas in that phase because it's boring. Oh, can I share a proud parent moment? Of course. <laughs> so a couple of weeks ago, I shit you not, Iggy was counting to 10. I just need to preface this by saying he's never even said mama. I know. Like my son does not talk. I don't understand him. And one day out of the blue, he's sitting in front of the TV and the TV was on silent and there were a bunch of numbers coming up on the screen and he was just reading them. He was like, one, two, Tree. I know. So I told my mum this. I was like, mum, Iggy's counting. And she was like, was he? <laughs> and I was like, no, mum. I kid you not. Mum's like, yeah, but was he? <laughs> or was he just making sounds that sounded like... And I was like, I'm telling you the truth. <laughs> Cut to, I'm telling Hubs. I'm like, babe, Iggy can count to 10. And he was like, can, can he? he? <laughs> like, I was like, 
like one of those stupid parents where I'm like, my kid's really advanced. And people are like, okay, idiot. Like, <laughs> like you're just hearing shit. It's from the six month old, two year old. <laughs> but as I said this week, did a nanny share situation. Yeah. So had a nanny and the nanny came up to me at the end of the day and was like, Iggy can count to 10. Yes. And I was like, thank, thank you. you. Validation. Yes. And then yes. I was like, did you get it on video? <laughs> she was like, no. But she was like, I was really impressed. I was like, thank you. Thank you. So he must have learned it at daycare. I don't know where he learned it. He didn't it learn from. it from you, did he? Definitely <laughs> did not learn it from me. But we'll say last night had a family bath and he counted to 10 in front of Hubs. Yay. And Hubs was like, holy shit, he can count to 10. And I was like, thank you. So he doesn't say mama. No. Does he have any other words? Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Yeah. Not the smartest word you could pull out. No. But he counts to 10. Yeah. Covert genius. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) I'll go with that. If you've ever had a kid that's been slow to language, when they start talking, you really do make kind of a fuss over it. Unlike our girls who were like... From the moment they came out, then like eventually words were formed. It's like, yeah, you've been talking since you arrived. Exactly. No big deal. Rafa was always practicing sounds. So when words formed, it made perfect sense. But Iggy is like a silent assassin. One, (laughs) two. (laughs) I know, Isla, she asked me all the time what her first word was. And I'm like, I couldn't tell you, babe. You had 75 first words. Yeah. It was just sounds that eventually turned into sentences and I couldn't differentiate one from the other. Yes. Unless you're the Duke of Sussex and your son Archwell, or whatever his name is, <laughs> claiming that his first word was crocodile. I yeah, was like, no come on. Yeah, come were... on, Prince Harry. The parents of the world call bullshit on that. Every parent of the world calls bullshit on that. <laughs> crocodile. So many syllables. So yeah. many sounds. And Harry was like, I know, a three-syllable first word. I was like, shut up, you twat. <laughs> <laughs> Jem loves the royals. I do love the royals. <laughs> Look, I have a gripe. Oh, love me a gripe. Is this a Peter Griffin? You know what grinds my gears? You know it is. It's a gear grinder. What is it? I'm sorry, dog owners. I'm sorry. Oh, she gone shit on dogs. (laughs) She gone shit on dogs. Do you know what I don't have time for? And this isn't even my what I don't have time for. What don't you have time for, Revzy? It's a mini don't have time. But people who get a dog who don't yet have kids and talk like, now I get what it is to be a parent. Oh, yeah, nah. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I don't have time for that either. People who don't have kids yet, but they have a puppy and they talk on socials about their animal like, oh my God, we so understand parent life now. Mum and dad can't even have a shower. Without what? Without a dog sitting in the doorway? (laughs) Like, oh my God, there's some dog poo on the carpet. It's nothing like being a parent. (laughs) You know, sometimes something just pushes you over the edge. I'm sick of the dog parenting community. I understand (laughs) that because, look, this is interesting because you grew up with a dog. Yeah. Love dogs. Yeah. I don't hate dogs. I know it might feel like I'm not a dog person. Look, now I feel defensive, but whatever. It's the equating having a dog to having a child that I just feel angry about. It's not the same. No, it's definitely not the same. It's definitely not the same. And as we've spoken about before, even the hardest of hardcore dog lovers, when they have their firstborn human... (laughs) 
they're like, oh, oh, yeah. This is what it really means to be a parent. But also, how annoying is the dog? <laughs> All of a sudden, <laughs> fuck off, Jesse. <laughs> I know, but I've got friends who call their fur baby their firstborn. Yeah, me too. I'm like, what? It's a real thing. <laughs> Look, I never grew up with a dog. So I don't know what it is to love a dog. And I can imagine there's a whole heap of DLs. Don't at us. <laughs> don't at us, but I can imagine there's a whole heap of DLs who are like, Jem, you have missed out. Yeah. Look, you don't live unless you've loved an animal unconditionally. Well, let me tell you something. <laughs> when you've never had it, you don't know what you're missing out on. Okay. I tasted my first lamington when I was 14. Did I feel like I missed <laughs> Fuck. Did that come from? <laughs> I'm honest. <laughs> Labradors to Lamingtons in one breath. You interrupted my flow and I've lost my point. Now I don't remember my point and I had such a banging point. You started like this. You know, I tasted my first Lamington when I was 14 years old. Kick it off from there. Back to my Lamington. Was it a life-changing moment? Yes. (laughs) Okay. Did I lament the fact that I did the lost years? No, not eating I did not lament them. Oh. I was just stoked. I don't know. I can't talk. This is not a life lesson in Lamington. Oh. I think my point is... <laughs> Rebs, we can't release this episode. It's too loose. It's fine. It's too loose. It's fine. We're going to lose, dear listeners. No, we're not. Look, hey, they laughed last week. Some of them will be back thinking we'll get all woo-woo when... Here we are just being wonky. (laughs) What's your point about dogs? I've never had a dog, so I don't know what I'm missing out on. Mm -hmm. Just like I never had a lamington for 14 years. And then I learnt what I missed out on. However, didn't lament the 14 years sans lamington. You realise that analogy is like, if you got a dog, then you'd get it. And then you'd be like, dogs for everyone. But I'm, I'm yet to have a dog. Is my point. So you're like admitting your ignorance. Yes. Well, this has been a very thoughtful segment. I bet our dear listeners love coming on to Winge FM and hearing really profound things about Lamingtons and Labradors. Look, I'm happy for anybody to have a fucking dog, okay? Yay for the dogs. Pets are great. It's great for kids. Get all the germs. It teaches them about death. I don't know. Companionship. Yep. They're amazing. Man's best friend. Yay dogs. But... They're not children. Please don't jump on socials and talk about them like you know what it's like to be a tired mum. Because a dog is not like, Mommy, I want to watch Coco Melon. It's not working. I want porridge. They are hungry 24-7 though. Well, okay, but I feel like you can like outsource that shit. To any of our dear listeners who are hardcore dog lovers, first child, fur, fur baby firstborn dog lovers, don't skate into our DMs. We don't want to hear from you. <laughs> <laughs> we respect your life choice. But we don't believe it's parenting. <laughs> so you did say that that was your mini, you don't have time for this. Yeah. So what is your actual? What Do you know you- what I don't have time for? What don't you have time for, Rebsy? Okay, so I took my kids to the shoe shop because yeah. they ne- both needed trainers. Okay. And I've bought a series of cheap Big W trainers in a row that have lasted like, 
don't know, four or five weeks and they fall apart. And I was like, all right, just go get them some like proper trainers. You know, you're going to feel awkward if Big W knocks on our doors to sponsor the podcast. Open for sponsorships. <laughs> open. The door is wide open. Love Big W. That's been amazing. Um, anyway, I was like, let's invest in like a proper, you know, let's not do the false economy thing of buying 16 pairs of $8 trainers. Let's just buy one pair of $45 ones or whatever. So I took them to like a fancy shoe retailer place. Was it shoes and socks? Yeah, but like, you know. Let's what? make them pay. <laughs> <laughs> no, love shoes and socks. Great. Took them there, got them fitted and all the stuff. And then I was like, you know what? You can choose. Thinking they've always had Nikes and nice looking shoes. No. What did they choose? Oh, God. They chose light up fucking aggressive sketches. Teddy chose glittery, covered in hearts, hot pink laces, do a little dance when you run around. Like they basically play the ice cream van song. They're so <laughs> obnoxious. And then Isla chose these like glittery light blue with purple hearts and all sorts of things that flash. Anyway, these light up shoes, they cost $85. Each? Each. What? And I'd already said yes. Oh God. <laughs> and cause I'm a sucker. Yeah. I followed through. Oh no. And look, there are a lot of benefits to these shoes, right? Such as, Su- please tell me what they such are. Such as when I say, put your shoes on, they do it first time. You realize that that novelty is going to wear off. No, this we've had them for a week now. They still chuck their shoes on really easily. Weak schmeek. Cool. <laughs> also, I've been doing this thing where we like come home from school and because they're lifers and I pick them up from childcare at like 5.30, we don't go home till six, it's now dark. And I'm like, light the way, light the way. And they run ahead of me <laughs> and they run up the stairs. Oh, that's quite cute. I'm and it gets that. them in the fucking house, you know? Oh, yeah, I'm seeing the pros of that. Okay, I like that. Because one of my least favorite parts of the day is just getting children to walk in a straight line to said destination, right? So anyway, so that's good. So I say, light the way, light the way. And they run ahead of me and they get places and we get places faster they're velcro they're easy to put on all things there's a lot of pros there's only one con it's off brand it hurts my art director heart yeah i was gonna say that i like curate these lovely wardrobes for these children they've got beautiful whimsical knitted wholesome clothing and now they have like eurovision feet yeah (laughs) it's a problem it's not a problem but for me it hurts it hurts But the thing is, I've arrived at the ages where my kids have an opinion on what they put on their body and that's guess that's their self-expression and I need to let them do it. But it hurts me. It hurts me, Jam. But don't you think parenting is just this long, slow, drawn out lesson of surrender? (laughs) As if you're ever going to surrender to light up sketches. I might. You won't. You won't. I probs won't. As soon as your kids want to go off the pallet, you're like, burn it, burn it. <laughs> yeah, but you know what's going to happen. What? Rafa's going to turn 18 and get all the tats and all the piercings and all the blue hair. And I'm going to be like, fuck my life. She definitely is. And she'll be like, that's what happens when you suppress my self-expression. That's what happens when you make me a whimsical Byron baby for my whole life. <laughs> I turn into a goth monster. Oh dear, I'm doomed. (laughs) Yeah, but like Rafa loves like a sparkly tutu or like a fluoro dress or something with a unicorn on it. She loves it and she has that stuff. Okay. Um, Does she? No, she does. She's definitely, she's got a whole heap of chul bright colored tutu dresses. No, she doesn't. No, she does. Is it in the gastro drawer? No, it's not in the gastro (laughs) drawer. I've literally never seen it on her. She has, it's her dress up stuff. Okay. So she knows that 
Rafa's, I've got her so well trained. So she knows that she's got like her daycare wardrobe, mm-hmm. which is all the El Cheapo clothes that are going to get absolutely covered in paint and spaghetti bolognese and, and, glue. All, the, and all the glue and everything from daycare and then left at the bottom of the daycare bag and then grow mold and <laughs> all that stuff. So she's got that and all that stuff lives in one drawer. Okay. And then she's got her weekend clothes, which yep. are all the nice pieces of clothing that I have for her. And then she's got her dress up box which is all of that it's like tutus and you've definitely seen it on my instagram she's got like the most obnoxious <laughs> as elsa- if it would make it to the instagram <laughs> it makes it on the instagram she's got some obnoxious elsa dresses and she loves them and but she just knows that they're not for wearing outside of the house <laughs> don't <laughs> fuck that. with mommy's brand <laughs> i know but oh my god do you remember how i used to dress isla and teddy yeah they looked like fucking cast members of Oliver Twist. They were so cute and whimsical. I know, they were straight out of a mag. Oh, and as soon as they had an opinion, I see you out there with your kid under three who you can curate their wardrobe. You don't even know what's coming to you. So what's coming? Tell me. Light up sketches. (laughs) And like sequin t-shirts that go in different directions and like merch, licensed stuff, like bluey t-shirts. Rafa does have bluey undies. Fine. Undies are fine. Undies Mm. is a place we can keep our things. And pyjamas. That's my other rule. Yes. Do you know how many times I've said the sentence, we can love that movie and not wear it on our bodies? (laughs) (laughs) Things you never thought you'd say when you became a parent. I know, but it annoys me how much I care about what my kids look like out in the world. I feel it is a reflection of me. I know. They're just an extension of your own self-expression. But they're not really. They're their own people. Of course they are. And should have their own self-expression. But I get really like, oh God, I'm in embarrassed i'm embarrassed that oh, teddy really is that. see yes. i'm all bark and no bite like eventually if rafa wants to dress herself i've got this hashtag going called rafa style files where i'm just <laughs> like you know what you you do you kid because she has recently developed an obsession for dresses yeah and only wants to wear dresses now in winter it's really not practical yeah. to wear like a light summer dress when it's like nine degrees outside so it's a long negotiation but Eventually, she's going to win. They all do. They wear us down. Or like I did, you go out in one outfit, strip that off, and underneath is a tiny little boob tube from Hound Dog. Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) They'll find their way. I've accepted it. I've made peace with it, okay? Okay, well, we'll see. We'll see when that kid rounds five what they're going to wear. Light up sketches, hey? I just see those mums on Instagram who have like seven, eight, 12, 13-year-olds that are still in, like, the palette, in the beautiful clothes. Yeah, that I'm like, how? Playing around a beach or, like, swimming in Mallorca or whatever, and I'm like, In Gingham. Yeah, I'm like, what? How? Does this kid not own, like, a Minecraft T-shirt? What's going on? Yeah. I just don't get it. I don't buy it. What, do you reckon they were bribed to wear those for photos for the gram? Well, I guess if you don't have the shitty clothes, then they can't wear them, but... Yeah, that's... This is honestly... Yeah. What's that noise? Is that a boat? Sounds like a seaplane because we're in bouge town. Oh my god. Just coming in for dinner. So bougie. Mm, It's almost time for our reservation, so let's wrap this shit up. (laughs) (laughs) And this is exactly how I feel about merch. Yes. We've talked about this. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to have a hard and fast rule for my kids. There's just just no merch. You don't need that. No merch, no fun. No plastic crap. Yeah, fair enough. Needed in our house. No no overpriced. Yeah. Extortionate. plastic crap in our house and i feel like kids are adaptable if they know that's the rules they know that's the rules speaking of i need the bluey live show to come back to sydney 
Yes. So my, my mum generously bought us tickets to it, but it was on a weekday and I work full time and couldn't go and husband couldn't go. We just couldn't go. So gifted the tickets to a friend who took her kids. But Janma had already hyped up the kids like, we're going to see Bluey. So now Teddy will tell anyone who'll listen, we're going to see Bluey at the opera house. And I'm like, oh, mate, it's happened. Oh, shit. It's come and gone and you're not going. <laughs> Do you think they'll revive it? Well, I hope so. I'm just hoping we can like keep this going till next year when they come back. I'm pretty sure that show sold out in a nanosecond. I know. This is like the time I told them that the ship was coming with all their toys from Scotland, thinking they'd forget that. And then every week they were like, when is the ship coming with all the toys? And I was like... Soon, soon. <laughs> Red, you made a rod for your own back. I know, I know. Look, lesson: don't lie to your kids. They're smarter than you think. Yeah, yeah. What are you watching at the moment? Because I'm done. I've finished Netflix. Oh, oh, oh. What? Do you know what I'm hardcore into? What? Celebrity Apprentice. No. Yes. Are you? Yes. It's particularly good this year. There have been many a year that I've been like, eh, boring, lame, degrade celebrities, not Who's interested. Who's the Trump? There is no Trump. There's multiple Trumps. You will know, I would say, 75% of the celebrities. Anyway, okay. it doesn't matter. You don't need to fully know who they are. Okay. But it's a really, really juicy season. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> sounds like this is my hashtag sponsored but it's not i guess what's really interesting about it is that the veronicas who yeah. are an aussie girl group girl band sure. they're, I- they're identical twin sisters yeah they're really big in australia and have had multiple hits over nearly two decades actually quite a long-standing career they have been very public about regretting doing the show oh yeah. juicy yeah and it's look it's a little bit heartbreaking because basically their mum has a very rare degenerative neuro disease oh no and yeah it's it's terribly sad and the girls said that they came on the show under the guise that it was full of heart and charity and their goal was to raise money for their charity that's associated with their mum's neurological disease they feel like that the editors have just manipulated their narrative to make them like these kind of whingy entitled brats i can see what the editors have done like it's juicy they've gone for the drama and you know they've kind of made the girls look like they're using their mum's story to manipulate their fellow castmates and competitors on the show but here's the thing did the veronicas really think that a reality show like Celebrity Apprentice were going to serve up their story in the way that they hoped? Well, that's not what reality TV does. What? Yes. So were they just really naive? Because they feel really hurt. Oh, right. And they've basically said this is like a dagger to our hearts. Oh, like, shit. And they've said something like, well done, Channel 9, you oh. win. Oh, God. Like really strong language and very, very public about how heavily disappointed they are by how they've been misrepresented on tv but i'm like guys we're not new to the world of reality tv like reality tv has been around forever like the veil has been lifted now we all know that it's not really reality that it's that you get an edit yes 
So are they surly? Because they've kind of always been surly. Yeah, the girls are, they are quite surly about it. But that's also very on brand with the Veronica sisters. Totally. Like they're a bit gothy, a bit surly, yeah, a bit gothy miserable. Yeah, they're surly, but also they bicker like sisters do. And I feel like that's actually quite relatable. Like I feel like people will be like, oh yeah, that's like me and my sister or me and my bestie or whatever. I guess I'm just surprised by their naivety. Mm. I think Camilla, you know, the designer Camilla, yeah. she's on it as well. Okay. And she's had a couple of hairy episodes that don't make her look. Look. A villain edit? Yes, a villain edit. Exactly. Like, this is language that's yeah. been out for a while. Totally. And Revs and I, having worked in this industry before, we know the way the editors manipulate yeah. any expression. Totally. I think you have to sign your life away to go in these things too. You do, because they don't want anyone to have editorial control no. other than them. No. But did you know that one thing that editors can do. So for example, if you need a character, and I will call them characters because that's how editors see them, let's say the villain, if you need the villain to hear someone say something and then their face drops Mm -hmm. with disapproval, what they do is they find a shot of them going from neutral face to smiling and then they reverse it. Oh, so they go from smiling to serious face drop. Yeah, and then they will use that. So they can literally reverse their expressions to fit the story that they need to portray. I have been a video editor for a hundred thousand years. Yes, you have. I have edited many events, weddings, videos, it's never sequential. You grab what you need from whatever to tell the story. I mean, it's not a surprise to me, but I get that like if that's not your profession, that you'd be like, ooh, you think it's all happening real time and live. Like that's kind of the premise behind it, that people think it's all like, like if you look at a maths dinner party mm. and how that's edited, it's edited like it's live. But it's not. Totally not. And no. of course they can reverse a face or pick an edit or put that shot from three hours ago at that point or whatever. Like... Of course they can, and of course they will. I've got a girlfriend who has been a producer on The Bachelor oh. and Maths. Ooh. And she said, <laughs> It's dubious. And she said to me once, Let's just say that if any of my close friends said they wanted to go on one of these shows, I would put my foot down and say, absolutely not. Whoa. That's a big call. That's a big call. But then how does she reconcile working in that job? Yeah, I do think it's double-edged. Like, I think... Or single-edged. Motherfucking dodgy. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I'm glad they do it because I love it. I eat it up. It's good entertainment. Me too. It's like McDonald's for me. Reality TV. Like, it just feels so good in the moment as I'm stuffing my face with all that reality TV trash. (laughs) And then afterwards, I'm like, oh, I feel like I lost some brain cells, <laughs> you know? <laughs> I feel like I'm going to be sick. And then I'll go and watch something like really highbrow just mm. to make myself feel leveled out again. Mm-hmm. But who doesn't love reality TV? I know. We all love it. So tell me, what are some of your favorite shows? Reality shows? Yeah. MasterChef. Oh, yeah. Sick for MasterChef. Why? It's just positive. It is positive. So positive. Uh, do you know what? I, I love that there's a brand of reality shows where they worked out, you know what? We don't need to pull out the drama yeah, no out of these people. Yeah, no villains here. We're just, just, we're just some home cooks trying to make a quenelle. <laughs> we're trying to make a creme patissier, you know? Yes. Um, yeah, it's nice. I like it. I also love a reality show that I'm into that's like a little bit background that's on every single night. 
Such as? MasterChef. Oh. <laughs> because it becomes, it becomes like comfort. You know at dinner time you can sit down and you can fuck around on your phone and eat your spaghetti or whatever and watch the show and yet they become part of your family. Oh, my God. Hook, line and sinker. <sighs> yeah, love that. See, I checked out a MasterChef about six years ago. Sure. So I, did, I think the rest of the population. I don't know why they still make it. But do you know what else is wholesome like MasterChef in that it's not about shitting on people? Mm-hmm is Lego Masters. Yes. It's all about the skills and the talent. Hamish Blake, brilliant host. The absolute best. Everyone's favourite Australian. The absolute best. Everyone's favourite Australian. My kids love that show too. We watch it on a Sunday morning. It is so fucking wholesome and adorkable. Like it's just the best. Um, But I do love a heavy talent-based reality show. Same. Like, I like to judge people. Yeah, so what, like... Next Top Model. Sorry, did you say heavy talent show? (laughs) (laughs) No, but you need a talent or, like, a raw talent. Where's the talent? Modeling. Fuck fuck off. off. You've done it yourself. You know there's a skill involved. Low-grade talent. Oh, my God. No, you have to know what you're doing to be a good model. Sure. (laughs) Look, I just love Top Model... Because of the characters they find. Yes, but it's like, I love that there's a photo shoot. I mean, I guess I'm an art director, so I'm sick for this shit. But like, I love that they build a photo shoot. Then they've got another challenge. I love when someone totally shits the bed and like can't get it together. And the photographer and the lighting and the gaffer and the like, the digis all like, oh, she's not got it. And then someone comes on and smashes it. Like the arc of the story is so good. And I love myself being like, she's gone. She's in. She's going to win. She's got three more weeks in her. Like, I just love it. See, I feel like all of that predicting about who's going to get voted out and who stays in, I feel like I can see it all through the producer's eyes. But I still think like shows like that, I'm like, it's a meritocracy. I'm always like, that person smashed it this week and they deserve to stay. Nah, they keep in the characters, the talentless, but high character driven gonna deliver the goods the sound bites that they need people those are the ones who get to stay in and can i just say that is exactly what's happening in celebrity apprentice oh really there's a character she's not a character she's a real life person but her name's martha from maths oh yeah yeah she has been in the boardroom and so close to being fired so many times but lord sugar keeps who the fuck is lord sugar (laughs) okay you need to watch it Lord Sugar keeps her in because the producers are in his ear and saying Martha needs to stay because she makes for good TV. Guarantee it. And every single week when everyone... (laughs) So what do you like about this stuff? You like watching the cogs at work, don't you? Yes. You like like, thinking you know what the producers are thinking, how the edits work. Do you all like that BTS vibe? I really do. It is my vibe. So if you had to go on a reality show... Before I tell you what reality show I would go on, because there is one that... Rises to the top. Fun fact about me that you may not know. I know it. I've been invited to be on a reality show. Yes, you have. Did I take up the offer? No. No, I did not. Big Brother UK, correct? Yep. Celebrity Big Brother UK Mm. extended me an invitation when they learnt that I was leaving Neighbours. They wanted to fly me out to the UK to be on Celebrity Big Brother UK. And I... First of all, I was like, what? Me? No one's going to know who the fuck I am, but I'm flattered to be asked. No, but in the UK, they're sick for neighbours. Sure. They all know Jade. The reality was that I was like, no freaking way would I subject myself to being flatmates with a whole bunch of other celebrities. You know how I feel about being around like clicky groups of clicky people at events? Uh I can't bear it. Yeah. Like as if I would want to do that. And also, no editorial... (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) 
If there was a reality show that was like Gemma Peanut and her best <laughs> high school friends and the show's called Loyals <laughs> and they put you in a house for 17 weeks, you'd be like, sign me up. Nah. <laughs> yes, you would. No, I would not. Yes, you would. You're just an introvert who's scared of groups. It's Call it what it is. <laughs> it's true. I don't like groups. You don't like groups. I- but no editorial control. Control being the operative word for you. Correct. That is my numero uno issue mm-hmm. with reality TV. Mm-hmm. And yes, Big Brother is fly on the wall style reality TV. It's not like the bachelor Mm -hmm. where there's producers there whose job is to get characters in inverted commas to say certain things big brother is very much fly on the wall but they can still cut out bits yeah and keep in bits and And move things around and move things around exactly so i said no i actually got asked last year to send an a tape for a reality show that follows around families. Oh, okay. And again, for me, it was like a hard no. I just don't want cameras in my house. So like, you wouldn't go on Byron Bay's? <laughs> I wouldn't. <laughs> kind of hot for that show. Can't wait. Oh my gosh. Who can't wait? You're going to watch it. Of course I am. Yep. It's going to be utter trash and I'm going to consume it like a quarter pounder with cheese. Yes. Back to the reality TV show that I would go on, Mm -hmm. The Amazing Race. Yes, I knew it. But who would eat the weird stuff? Okay, so I've thought about this. (laughs) I could either apply to go with with Hubs, Mm -hmm. but I feel... That sounds like a disaster. Well, I just feel like our marriage would be on the line and that's problematic for our kids. Yeah. (laughs) So the next choice would be my mum. Yeah, she'd be great. I feel like my mum would be a producer's dream on a reality TV because she's such a cack. We bicker all the time anyway, but we love each other regardless because I came out of her. (laughs) She has such an adventurous spirit and heart. and And she's competitive. Super competitive, but she has the most amazing sense of direction. Which is something I did not. And that's what every reality TV producer is looking for. You know what we need on these shows? People with an amazing sense of direction. You're just trying to make up for your... Directionally challengedness. But, but for your weaknesses. Yeah, dude. So you're going to make your mum do all the directions and eat the weird eyeballs and stuff? Yes. And what are you going to do? I'll do the physical one. I can't even say it. I'll do all the physical things. No, you're not good at physical things either. I'm not good at physical things, but one I'm... of the challenges on the Amazing Race is not build an online course. Okay, <laughs> you don't have any skills for this. You don't have any skills. No, but you know what? At the last round, there's a lot of memory recall questions where it's like. At the fourth pit stop, what city were you in when you had to do this challenge? Like, I would be really good at remembering that because I would document it all. Okay, so this is something the dear listeners don't know. Jem is a game Nazi. So much so that no one wants to play games with her. No, that's not true. I've found my people. You're just not in my game club. (gasps) How dare you? Yeah, you're not in my game club. She says it with such a face. Hey, I have a game night every Thursday night. Yeah, we play sequence. What sequence? And who comes? This is, you're not invited. Game Nazis can only play with fellow game Nazis. So who comes? 
songs. I'm not telling you. What do you <laughs> Look, I get too much criticism for you about my game Nazi. Because ways. you are such a stickler for the rules. And like, I get it. You need rules to... Okay, your face is completely changed. Voldemort's in the room. <laughs> First of all, there's no laughing during game night. That's not true. There's no fun to be had. That's you must stick to the task at hand. Not true. Okay, you're already doing it now. <laughs> She is a hard and fast stickler for the rules. There is no grey area with any ants. <laughs> You're getting so defensive. I'm just getting ready to speak my defence. Okay. Look, fast game's a good game. Okay? A focused fast game oh, is so a good game it's because you're sober and you're like all right let's stay on task and everyone else is having like a social time and having a good time and like getting a little loose no not cool yeah but see me and my game folk okay we're all cut from the same cloth so we all like focused attention on the game like the problem with you revs is you get so drunk oh, come and, on. Then, and then everyone's like Revs, it's your turn. And you're like, what are we doing? Fuck Where off. are we playing? And it's, like, and it's so annoying for everyone else because we're all in it. You've got to be in it. But like, if you're coming together for a social time, don't you want to hang out? I'm like, yeah, we do. It's great. We have music. We sing songs. I have this weird character that comes out that you've seen called Knock. Oh my God, I love Knock. Yeah, Knock comes out. Knock needs to come on the potty. No, Knock can't come on the potty. Knock, Knock, who's there? Knock Min. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> We're not bringing out Knock. <gasps> Why? Because no. okay. I'm shy. Okay. I'm shy about Knock. Oh, she's my favorite person <laughs> on the earth. I was planning a murder mystery dinner for my husband's 40th because he's, one of his favorite things in the world is murder mystery tours, murder mystery nights, whatever. He's hard into them. Ghost tours, all that kind of thing. So I was like, you know what he'd love for his 40th? A murder mystery dinner. Or should we have like a prom, a prom night? That was my other idea. So I had these two ideas. I floated them with Jem. She was so enthusiastic about the murder mystery dinner that I instantly went for the prom night. Because <laughs> I was like, I can't have Jem Nazi-ing out on this social <laughs> event that I want to own and forcing me to sit down and focus on a murder mystery dinner when we just want to have a good time. This is the thing, you're missing the point. <laughs> When everyone's into the game, we're all having a good time. Yeah, say it again. No, we are. <laughs> we're all having a good time. Shut up. Okay. <sighs> you are not invited to my Settlers of Catan night. Oh, that's fine. I'll be out <laughs> drinking margaritas, having an awesome time. With people who want to have good chats. So, Revs, if you could be on any reality TV show, what would it be? Well, I... I would want to be on a talent one, but there's not like, so you want to be an art director? <laughs> so I don't think that's for me. Look, in my dreams, I'd be on The Voice. <laughs> but oh, I know I couldn't. What? No, I know I couldn't, but in my dreams. Of all of them? Yes. Do you have a thing for like turning those chairs? I just feel like, what a feeling to stand up there and like smash it. I know I wouldn't. But it's like the dream, you know? And then what? Then I'd be done and I'd go back to my art directing mumming life. <laughs> Do you want to hear a fun fact? The Voice is the show that has created the least amount of stars. Oh, I believe it. Yeah. yeah. So Idol, huge success. Yeah. Even X Factor have produced some incredible talent who have gone on to have stellar careers. Yeah. The Voice, niente. 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 Samantha Jade, X Factor. Yeah. Guy Sebastian, Shannon Knowles. Well, just it doesn't have to be the voice. Any of those singing shows. Like you just think, like, imagine if you just smashed it. Okay, so back to reality. <laughs> what reality TV show would you go on as current revs? Oh, I don't think I could go on any of them. Really? What, The Bachelor? <laughs> 
What about? I'm the only one I'm like eligible for is Big Brother, and I would never. Nah. No, you wouldn't. Surely there'd be other reality shows you could go on. Like what? The Apprentice. You'd be amazing at The Apprentice. But I'm not a celebrity. I didn't say celebrity oh. apprentice. I just said <laughs> they're a regular one. They're... Oh yeah, I'd get. I'd be good at that. I reckon you'd be amazing. Oh, yeah, I'd be a at shark. Yeah. 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 Send me on that. Yeah. I want you on Dancing with the Stars. I'm not done with this. Oh my God, no. Yes, it'd be so amazing. No, my girlfriend Renee Barge went on Dancing with the Stars recently. I mean, who would want to go up against her? She was like, it was almost unfair that she was on that show. She was so good. I know. She absolutely crushed it. I couldn't have been prouder. Yeah. Well, I would like to see you on there. I think you would smash it. Nah. Do you know what I would go on over Dancing with the Stars? Yeah. The Block? Oh, but with who? Oh, because you're not very, um, I love handy. you. You're not handy, but also, but you're not really a like collaborator when it comes to interiors. <laughs> you need, it needs to be your way or the highway. That's true. You'd have to go on with a tradie. Yes. Yeah. Not my husband. Definitely not your husband. Can't change a light bulb. No. He would be as useful as tits on a bull. And he'd be like, nah, that costs too much. Nah, that costs too much. <laughs> Cost too much. Nah. <laughs> he'd be like, why don't we just invest all this budget? And then in six weeks when everyone else has got rooms, we've got a nest egg. <laughs> I reckon you and I would be quite a duo. No, we no, would, we wouldn't. No, we'd, we'd end so, our friendship. Yeah, it would. You're right. Because how would we divide the roles? We'd both want to go out shopping. No yeah, one, we would. No one would be sanding the skirting boards. Nah. <laughs> no, no, it wouldn't work. It is a show that I do love. I love it too. I'm obsessed. When it gets to auction day, I am yeah. so in. I'm, I sweat. I sweat through those auctions. Yeah, and I cry with them when yeah. they win. Yeah. I'm like so excited. So worth it. It's always worth it. It's always there worth it. There have been years though when they've walked away with nothing. No. They have. See, I'm a latecomer to the block. Oh. I've only watched the last two seasons. Oh, okay, no, there's been a few years where there's been duds. Oh, shit. Or where they've made like 100 grand, which is still amazing. Wait, what? Yeah, yeah, 100 yeah. grand is shit. That's... But not when people are winning a million dollars the next season. On Lego Masters, they win 50K. Yeah, right. I mean, it's still amazing. But they're just going in and building Lego. They're not like I'm renovating. Not right, a... whoa, whoa. They're not renovating a house. Sorry, they're just going in and building Lego. Well, they are. Where's the lie? It's ep- It's art. Yes, it's epic. But it's, it's art. They're not renovating whole apartments or houses. All right, all right. Not, it's not like they're craning in pools and palm trees and you know like balancing budgets and running on no sleep and painting till four in the morning they're building like lego with a like smoke machine for like 20 hours but the block is like 20 like round the clock for weeks and weeks all right all right anyway who would you go on the block with i don't know we can't no. even agree on this no. so we would not do well on we the block. would not do well on the block <laughs> all right i have one more reality tv show that's in its second season airing currently that i Highly, highly recommend. Okay. What is it? It's on ABC iView. It's called Love on the Spectrum. Oh my gosh, yes, I've heard about it this. Is, it is a beautiful depiction of people with neurodiversity looking for love. Oh, I've heard it's amazing. It's amazing. They go on dates and they're just the most delicious, loving characters. Mm. If you haven't raised someone on the autism spectrum, you really don't know and understand. And also, there's a reason why it's called Spectrum. There really is a full spectrum spectrum of how autism presents all they want to do is just is to love and be loved in return which is like a human condition that belongs to everyone and fits everyone and yeah I I find it really eye-opening and wonderful and I'm so glad this show exists it needs to exist where do we those are iview yeah abc iview okay 
Um, if you haven't watched it before, there's a whole season that you get to indulge in. There's a guy called Michael. He is my absolute favorite and he's back in season two and I couldn't be more happy to see Yay. him. Yay. Okay, great. Yeah. Yay. I'm going to make that my hashtag not spunny. Are you? Yeah. Right. Why not? Why not? What about you? Oh, a hashtag not spunny? We're straight into it. I've got it and it's beauty. Get over it. So <laughs> I just have found the ultimate mascara. It's spenny. It's spenny though, but like, come on, put a price on the perfect eyelashes. So it's a double pronged approach. Okay. You got me into an eyelash curler a few years ago. Best thing ever. Don't Never. have a brand. Just grab whatever the manicure one from the pharmacy or whatever. So any basic eyelash curler first to get them all up and out of the way. And then I use Hourglass Unlocked Instant Extensions Mascara. It's $44. Oh my God. I love Hourglass products, but holy shit, do they break the bank. But I I have had this mascara for almost a year. Oh. And it's still going. Wow. Yeah. 44 bucks, still going. It's tubular because we don't fuck with not tubular because who's got the time for like shit under their eyes. Is that what tubular does? Tubular is like, it like goes around your lashes and like clings. So if it, when it comes off, it comes off like little spidery bits. Oh, so it doesn't flake. Doesn't fall or like rest under your eyes. So you don't get panda eyes. Oh my God. Yeah. But like, look at my lashes. Yeah. They're pretty. Right. I mean, I've got long, I've got long lashes. You do. (laughs) (laughs) As soon as you said it, you were like, but they're pale at the ends. Like they're quite blonde at the ends. But when I put this on that, they look like, you know, long and fluttery. Yeah. I'm into them. So anyway, hourglass, 44 bucks, but like the best 44 you'll ever spend. Not spawny. Gosh, I've always been a Benefit girl. Yeah, well, I love Benefit eyebrow gel. There's no other. Oh, you got me onto that. It's so good. I can back this up. Do you know what I've worked out, though? You live and die by your eyebrow gel spoolie. Totes. No, but there's a, the spoolie in the Benefit eyebrow gel is it's the best. all time. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, mm, interesting, controversial, okay. but I bought Hourglasses fancy eyebrow gel. Yeah. Hate the spoolie. There's no other eyebrow gel than Benefit. Yes. Yeah. Well, I guess that's my double pronged. <laughs> Not and, sponsored. And I double backed. <laughs> Uh, my colleague Rose got me onto Benefit Eyebrow Gel. It is like, they don't move. It's like soap brows. If you're into soap brows, this is what that does. But the best spoolie. Yes. And there's two options for sizes. Like either side of the spoolie. One's like for if you want big, like mad professor brows. And the other side's for like a bit of a neater. I think I bought the wrong one then. Oh, there's like two sides. I didn't know that. Oh. I'm such a rookie. Let's oh, Back honest. to Sephora she goes. Back I go, baby. Anyway, got your lashes, got your brows covered. Yep. Cue the outro. Are we at that time? It's time to go have a fancy dinner downstairs. And then can we get into our fluffy dressing gowns and like do face masks? Yes, we can. And get all like babysitters, clothes. Say Say hello hello to your your friends. friends. I want to be Mallory. Oh. (laughs) You can be Stacey. I'll be (laughs) Stacey. Okay. Cue the outro. One of these days we'll have an outro to our podcast. The acoustics are magnificent. P.S. Did you bring any face masks? No, did you? Shame. Netflix it is.